Welcome to the Unsophisticated Palate, a podcast about all things wine, beer, and spirits. Each week, join us on our journey as we drink and delve into different alcohol-related topics. I'm Mark. I'm Michael. Cheers. Cheers. Okay. So this week, I'm being joined by Michael, and uh, we are going to be uh, talking about um, points, stars, medals, awards. Yeah, those are all interesting topics to me. Yeah, all the fun things that go along with that. But before we do that, um, we like to talk a little bit about each person's uh, drinking background, if you will. So uh, um, tell us a little bit about, about yours. How did you come into alcohol or to like alcohol and specifically wine? I know that's your... Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Mark. Um, so interesting background, I think. Um, for me, not knowing wine growing up, I think a lot of people our age didn't know anything about it. I found myself in a uh, restaurant in New York City. I was a waiter uh, about 10, 15 years ago and uh, very extensive wine list, high-end Upper West Side. And after working there three, four, five, six years, I became really familiar with wine, uh, sort of appreciate it, enjoy it. Uh, and that's kind of where I kind of got into where wines um, were a thing for me. Um, so I really enjoyed that. What a great, that's an awesome way to get an education there. It's, I mean, I, I'm assuming you went in obviously knowing very little and then you just learned by tasting, drinking, advising. Completely, yeah. I mean, <laughs> going into it, I mean, box wine, Colorossi was like all I knew growing <laughs> up if I knew anything about wine. Uh, yeah, so it got to a point where I was able to do wine, my own wine classes and, and teaching within the, uh, the restaurant group. So uh, it was a fantastic experience. Wow, okay. And, and then I should also probably mention here that um, you are with Oak Tree Winery, which is, I say with, it is, it is your winery that, that you, uh, well, you and your wife put together and, and developed from the ground up, if I understand. Tell me a little bit, because I know very little about that. So. Yeah, you're exactly right. So my wife and I, three years ago, had the opportunity. Uh, her sister and my, my in-laws own a vineyard up in Geyserville, um, which is Monson Vineyards, which is where we get all of our grapes from. 200 acres up there. And uh, after doing homemade beer for a while, they convinced me to do nice. wine, which I thought was bizarre. I'm like, there's no way I'm going to do wine after doing beer. Yeah. Yeah. So we dove into it. I uh, took a few classes, um, got a, a winemaking friend to help me along the way. They used his facility here in San Jose. And we're three years in. We did our first release last June and um, got another release coming up in a couple months. And that, that's like, I mean, that's no small journey. I mean, <laughs> guys, well, hey, what, two, three years to kind of release the first bottle. Um, and we've had a past episode on how to make wine. So we kind of went into a little bit of, uh, you know, if you listen to that one, you know, a lot of what goes <laughs> into that, or I learned a lot there. You've learned personally. Um, but yeah, that, that's crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's not like making beer. You can't make wine every day. Yeah. Uh, it takes a lot of beer to make wine, is what they say. <laughs> there uh, you, go. <laughs> uh, you have to be very patient uh, along the way. But uh, now that we've got things cranking out, we're very excited. Uh, great feedback. We're breaking out into the San Jose area. A lot of restaurants and wine bars are starting to look to get into. So uh, that right now we're direct, but everything else is going to be kind of coming around the corner. Excellent. Excellent. Okay. Well, and so um, I'm guessing um, your wine is not starred or pointed or awarded at yet. We've had a review. Okay. Uh, so we do have a couple of reviews, um, but I haven't got into the ratings yet we really want to uh, because we come from uh, an area of Alexander Valley who are known for aging cabs and Merlots and whatnot. Uh, with that first release of 2016, we wanted to wait one more year. I think this year is our first year we're going to submit to a wine spectator or something like that. 
uh, and then get into competitions next year. Oh, awesome. Okay, so this is probably good timing for you as Very far as kind of, kind of cover some of this. Um, yeah, and, and actually, I, one thing from the first time I, I tasted your wine, um, when I, I ordered some from you, when I found out what you were yeah. doing, um, and, and that was actually one of my first thoughts is like, this is a wine that's going to age well. I could just kind of, I don't know, it, my, one of my first sips was like, this, this is a good aging wine. So yeah, we're very fortunate. It's very approachable now. Um, so it tastes great as it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're, we're going to be keeping a, a bunch back for a library release down the road. Yeah. Well, and, and I'm going to be buying some more honestly, <laughs> um, to, to put in my, uh, my cellar there. So, um, so that said, though, so we're really talking today about, again, um, points, stars, medals, awards. Um, you know, while apparently, I learned this, the vast majority of wines are never scored, you know, and of course, if they are scored poorly, they're not telling you. For sure, <laughs> so, I wouldn't either. <laughs> yeah, right? Neither would I. I'm not telling anybody. Um, but, um, but if they are scored or pointed, I mean, it's like, you know, it, they blast it everywhere. I mean, if you've driven through wine country, any wine country, exactly, every winery has got 20 awards and 20 medals and 500 million points yep. and, <laughs> and everything else. Um, and, and so I've always kind of wondered, you know, really what that means and, and does it actually mean anything um, to us now? To the winery, it can mean a lot. Like um, I, I've learned that a good score or a good award um, can mean as much as a 30% increase in sales. And in many cases, it's going to um, sell that wine out. It makes sense to me. I mean, what you're just saying is, yeah, I've seen a lot of different wineries with these scores and they, they thrive on it. Um, where they come from, a lot of times they don't say, right? Yeah. <laughs> so it's yeah. very curious. But uh, yeah, I mean, if you get a great score, I would use it as well. Yeah, oh, I, I definitely would. And and we know why they do. But I think it's important to know what's behind that. So um, we'll start with just kind of points and stars kind of tag along to that. But so tell us uh, what what did you find out kind of about points when, when you were looking? Yeah. So to me, a lot of the wine ratings that I've uh, come across is mostly through publications, something like a wine spectator, wine enthusiast or Probably most notary is The Wine Advocate by Robert Parker Jr. Um, through some of my findings, uh, not knowing a ton about him, but even though that, in, that name is out there in the industry, uh, basically started this back in the 70s. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, the scale is basically kind of like A through F, trying to do like a grading system. Uh, but his is a 50 point through 100 point scale. Um, and then that was pretty much heavily adopted by everybody else uh, at this point in time. Yeah, yeah. And and I kind of found some of that too. And, and I, I dove a little... A little deeper, um, and uh, and because I wanted to know where did those hundred points come from, right? Exactly. Because it's an A to A to B or A to F. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I, I hope again you don't hear about any of the Fs, right? Um, and we really only hear about the maybe from B plus above, right? Because you're high yeah. 80s. I think I got yeah. The average score is 88. So I mean, I think if you're in the mid 80s and above, you're you're probably talking about it. If you get below that, you're probably not. Um, but where do they come from? So, uh, and, and there's five pieces to the score. Yeah. So number one, um, it's it's wine. You get 50 points because it's wine. <laughs> right? Cheers to that. <laughs> yeah, cheers. All right, we're cheers on that one. <laughs> um, and it, it really is. Um, it's like signing your name on the SAT, you get points for showing up. Um, so that's, that's kind of a win. Um, then you get five points come from the color and appearance. So, you know, what does it look like? You know, we talked about that on the wine tasting episode. Um, you know, what is that color and appearance? What are you kind of getting out of that? 
Um, that's going to give them five points, uh, or plus or minus five points, right? It's, you know, you may get one point to five points for that. There's 15 for the aroma and bouquet. Um, so, again, kind of what is that nose perceiving? The more complex, mm -hmm. um, the, the more of a bouquet that it has, the more points you're going to get. Um, flavor and finish is 20 points, so that's kind of your next big pointer there. Um, and that's kind of, again, what, what is the taste on that, right? Is it, it, does it have good taste? How long does the finish last? Mm -hmm. um, where's that flavor coming from? And then you get 10 points for the overall quality, which is really just subjective yeah. um, based on the integrated experience of the... So, you know, I'm tasting it, and I think it's a 10. You think it's a 5. It, whoever that person that's, that's drinking it is, um, is who's kind of giving it those last... Endpoints. So, you know, it seems easy. You're coming in with 50 and all of those seem kind of easy to get, but it's, it's not as easy as they seem. I mean, if you don't do well, even just on how that person's drinking it, there's 10 points. You're now in the eighties yeah. um, and it's over. So let's talk, I think a little bit about like, um, again, for, for points here, where, who's, who's doing these tastings? Yeah, exactly. And I think that's what a lot of it comes down to is there's a lot of ratings out there. Um, and uh, yes, you have some big names like Robert Parker Jr. or some other ones. Um, but uh, just because somebody has 98 points, um, do we know if it's a, a reliable clinic? Do we know if it's somebody next door or a friend? Mm -hmm. uh, does it come from a competition? Uh, is it publicized? Is it in a publication? Um, yeah, I mean, but uh, I, I do think at the same time, though, uh, a lot of these critics are um, have their own flavors in mind, have their own taste in mind as well. So yep. if, if they're on a different level than you are, um, they not match up with what you like. Yeah, definitely. Um, and, and some of them will actually have teams of tasters and they kind of all decide. But even a team, it's a small group, right? Um, others, like uh, I think it's Wine Spectator, if I'm correct. Um, they have one person. It's the editor for that region. Yep. And so they know Napa. Yep. And they've been doing Napa for a long time. And I'm, you know, I'm sure they know a ton, but it's that one person's palate, their taste, what they like, and how they feel about each one of those points. Right. Um, that's determining it. And that that can kind of make uh, or break. Or break, <laughs> yeah, a, a wine. Um, but that's also, too, why, like you mentioned, Wine Spectator, Wine Advocate, Wine Enthusiast, there's several others, and they're all going to have different points. And it's because they're one person or their small team of people, that's what they scored it at. Yeah. Um, and so the, the, so the key to that, I think, is um, just kind of finding, you know, try some high-scoring Wine Spectators, some high-scoring Wine Enthusiasts, and then which one do you like better, right? Exactly. And if you find that... The 97 point by Wine Spectator is That's not. Your... Yeah, well, is or isn't. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, right? Um, it, it, then, then, that, then you do or don't follow those points. Um, and if you don't find any of them that agree with you, then that's fine too, right? Then you just kind of it can ignore those points. Um, and that brings up a good point, though. I mean, for a lot of people who, it's so overwhelming going into a, one of these stores. I mean, mm -hmm. you got shelves and shelves and shelves. I think you probably do a whole other episode. How do you choose wine? Yeah. Uh, I mean, rating is one area. Uh, I mean, looking at a price point, it's for a lot of people another area. Yeah. Uh, and then just how pretty is that label? It's probably the third area. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think it, for a lot of people, is rating is one way to choose something. Uh, and it's a great way to do it um, and find uh, 
source that you best agree with. Yeah, and I mean, and if it's got a high score to it, I mean, it's, I mean, you can go wrong, right? Again, if your palette or if you're buying it as a gift or whatever, if their palette doesn't go or match this particular person's or publications, right? Um, but as a whole, if it's got a high score, that usually speaks well to the wine. And 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 again, if you're looking, you're like I said, you're standing at a shelf and you got 500 mm-hmm. wines to choose from. You know, it, you can't hurt to lean towards some that may have higher points. Agreed completely, especially if you're buying for a gift. Yes, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so uh, the so we've talked about that um, kind of. Uh, oh, I do want to kind of cover what do the points essentially mean. Um, so um, the scores you will never see <laughs> um, is fifty to seventy four, and that's fifty. That's just unbelievable. It's wine <laughs> at that point. In time. Well, <laughs> yeah, you know, you kind of got to wonder. I mean, it, it maybe it, it fits chemically, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it's 50 to 74, not recommended. And again, nobody's going to tell you they got a 50 score. Um, but other than maybe they'll they'll put wine on the bottle because they can. Um, 75 to 79, again, scores you don't see. Um, it's mediocre, a drinkable wine that may have minor flaws. Um, 80 to 84 is good a solid, well-made wine. Again, you usually don't see a lot of that, Not though. Although, 80 to 84, I mean, if it's saying... It's it sound a, good. Yeah, I mean, it's a good, solid-made wine. Why would you yeah. shy away from it? Well, it's because you're not, you know, <laughs> an 85-plus, um, which then that's where you really, again, start seeing them talk about it. So, 85 to 89 is very good. Is a wine with special qualities. Um, 90 to 94 is outstanding, a wine of superior character and style. I like the way they kind of describe all these. Um, and 95 to 100 is classic. It's a great wine. Wow. So, um, I mean, again, though, that can be very misleading. I guess another way to kind of look at it, because um, I like my analogies, and I just thought of this one, but, I mean, it's like a teacher, right? Mm. So um, they've got some education, they know what they're looking for, and they're going to score you or grade you based on it. So again, a higher score is going to be good, but that teacher can be very subjective. You can write a beautiful essay, but if it doesn't speak to that particular teacher, it's not going to be graded as well as one that it does speak to. Completely agree. Yeah. So that's just an interesting, fun way to, uh, Look at it. Have you noticed many uh, or seen any hundreds? Uh, I know one recently was announced. Yeah. Big deal. It's very rare. I think, yeah. And if you get 100, it is a big deal. Yeah. Um, I mean, usually, I think the highest I see is 97, 98. Agreed. I rarely see much beyond that. But um, even a 97, 98, again, we, again, you kind of think about that. I mean, you get 50 points for showing up, right? Yeah. Um, but those other 50 points, I mean, again, just take two points off each one. Right. And there's four areas. So you're 92. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, it's it's difficult to get to that. And yeah. And I did hear I think I, you're right. I did hear recently there was a 100 point and I have no idea. And, you know, part of me wants to try it. Um, but I guarantee you the second it went became a 100 point wine, the price went up five hundred dollars. And exactly. it sold out. <laughs> hey, that's the hard part is you can't afford them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although there is one thing I did also learn, though, is a lot of them. Um, the way the points are done is it's, um, and actually, um, maybe we probably should have covered this earlier, but we're going to cover it now, um, is that, it, again, it, the uh, kind of the rating is it's not really about how delicious necessarily a wine is. It's not about its its taste per se, although, again, that does kind of go into it, and that can affect the flavor and finish, the overall quality. 
but really it's about um, the production quality, okay. how well made is it, and how well it represents the region or style that it is. So a 90-point California Napa Valley Cabernet is not necessarily going to be the same as a 90-point French Cabernet. Um, they're two very different regions, two very different wines, two very different flavors. Uh, I guess they don't rate on flavors, and I just said they did, but that's all right. <laughs> um, we're making it up as we go along here. Um, but they're not going to be the same, and they also will break it down a lot of times by price. So okay. um, they will point, um, you know, a under $20 versus, you know, if it's $100, they're going to kind of group them yep. when they taste them and give them points, basically. So they're not going to sit down and, and, um, and, and generally... I mean, sometimes they do, but in general, they will break it down again by price and by region, um, and then they're going to point it. So a ninety-seven, you know, a ninety-seven, fifteen-dollar bottle of wine is not equivalent to a ninety-seven hundred-dollar bottle of wine necessarily. Gotcha. That, that hundred-dollar—that's that, a ninety-seven for a fifteen-dollar bottle of Napa wine. That's a good point. <laughs> versus, a really good point. Yeah, versus a ninety-seven for a hundred-dollar bottle really of point. Napa wine. Yeah. Um, so it, it's rated, again, kind of for what it is for the region and style of wine that it is. Uh, makes me ask another question, though. As far as what if you're in a region, but you're not trying to make a typical wine? What if you're trying to do things outside of the box and trying to be a little more innovative? Um, does that go against your grading because you're trying to be different? Yeah, well, and we're going to get into it in a little bit, the the awards mm -hmm. and how they're they're judging competitions. But one of the things they actually, I, I read about that um, is um, uh, that, it, again, you're tasting a lot of different wines, right? And and a lot of times they're going to lean towards and or score better one that's going to stand out. So if you yeah. are doing something different, that could work against you, right? If they don't like it or if it's a um, more smooth, mellow kind of a flavor. Right. Um, and they've tasted Big, like bold, huge flavors. Yeah. Well, if you taste even 20 wines today, right. And many of them are tasting a hundred plus right now. They're not drinking. Everybody know they're tasting, they <laughs> spit it out. Um, but you know, what's going to stand out in your mind, right? What's, what's, what's going to strike you is those big, bold ones. So those do tend to get more points, more awards. Mm -hmm. Um, and if you're trying to do something different, you're right. And, 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 but see, that's when maybe you don't submit it for, for points or maybe you get points and, and they don't appreciate it. And I think maybe that's it too, right? Could be. If you send it to an editor that appreciates it, they're going to score it well yeah. versus one that doesn't appreciate what you're trying to do different. And they're going to be like, no, I mean, I'm guessing, yeah. <laughs> but that's, that's what I would think from, from what I've read. But you just bring up a good point though, too, is they're, they're tasting for a particular style. So again, they're really narrowing down what they're trying to accomplish for a good tasting wine. And that could hurt or help somebody, uh, especially in an industry or an area. Yeah. Um, it's kind of locked into that particular flavor you're looking for. Well, and there's an argument against actually some of the, the these systems because if I'm a winemaker and I want to get a highly scored wine, am I going to do something different and right. innovative? Or am I going to make what I know <laughs> that they like? I know that they like this Oak Tree Winery wine because they got 100 points. So how close can I get to making that wine right. instead of trying to make my own wine? Yep. And, and there's a good argument for that. If if Because there are some people that are doing that because high points sell. Yep. Agreed. Yeah. That's interesting. All right. So let's talk a little bit about stars. Um, yeah. That's a different one for me. Yeah. And, and you don't see them very often. Um, and I think most of the places I see stars, uh, we were talking a little bit before we started here, and you had asked, um, 
is more on like the retailers, I think. It makes sense. Um, that's where I tend to see a lot more stars, but there are some publications. There are some people who like to do stars. Um, I grabbed one star rating thing um, and um, we'll kind of go with it partly because I like what they said for five stars. Um, one star is very ordinary. Two stars, oh, actually, I kind of like this one too, is casual quaffing. <laughs> Get a chuckle. You got to love the wine experts. <laughs> um, you know, uh, spend all the time you want with that one. Um, three stars is good everyday drinking. Okay. Which again, it, it's, the, the struggle here is, is like three stars is a good everyday drinking wine. So I just want something that I'm going to drink with dinner tonight. Um and, and but people aren't going to advertise it's a three star no, wine, <laughs> right? I would not. But again, if I got three stars, I should be proud of that because it's a good everyday drinking wine, right? Um, but anyway, four stars is excellent. I think that's where you start seeing people say, I got four plus stars. Yep. Um, and five stars is superlative. That's a new word. Um, superlative? superlative? Superlative. Superlative. I'll go with that one. There we go. Because <laughs> that's the right one. <laughs> I wouldn't have got it unless you. Shoot it up. <laughs> well, I, you know, me and, and any language, actually, let's be honest. Like, two of us. Yes, people say I shouldn't talk, and they're probably right. Um, but anyway, okay, so that's that's your star system. Um, and uh, so that's just kind of fun. So to wrap up points a little bit here, um, let's see, do you have anything more to say on points? There are there are two other publications that I found the critics that do the 0 to 20 scale. Okay, uh, yeah. So that's very rare, but that is out there as well. So if you see a 19-point uh, wine, don't think that out of 100, <laughs> this is awful wine. <laughs> well, considering you get 50 points for showing up, <laughs> or for being wine, I'm sorry. If you, get a, if you put it on that same scale, yeah, that could change things dramatically. <laughs> that's, yeah, so there is a 20-point. So so no, I, I think I think the way to kind of sum up points before we jump into awards here. Is, is, again, know your publication, know what you like, um, know that a lot of times it's more about marketing than anything else, right? If I get stars, I get sales. Um, and and uh, and I did see one thing which I thought was kind of cool. It said interview kind of your wine critic, which, you know, doesn't mean, obviously, you call them <laughs> up and interview them, but do some research. Who is the wine enthusiast, the wine advocate, the wine spectator? Yeah group who are these people what is their backgrounds how does that align with yours and and then again just taste some of them and really kind of get to know them and find one that matches your your vino type and go with it and if none of them do then i guess you don't ever have to worry about points and that's not a bad thing and i'll leave on this though the, the one thing that you mentioned that i kind of clicked and even think about is the points are based off that scale within that price point as well. So mm -hmm. I, I really like that. The 97 for a $10 bottle is not the same as 97 for a $100 bottle. So that's a good to keep in mind as well. Yeah, and, and I made that mistake when I was first entering into the wine world. <laughs> I think we all have. Yeah, when I saw a 97 point or 95 point or whatever, I'm like, and it was a 10 or $15 bottle of wine, I thought, it was, this is going to be awesome. And it was, I'm not saying it was bad, right. but it didn't knock my socks off. And, and now I know why. Exactly. <laughs> Now I know why, because for a $15 bottle of wine, it was good. All right. But, um, so we talked about points. Let's talk about awards. Uh, the awards and competitions. So I think this is an interesting area. I like this one a little bit more myself. Mm -hmm. um, it's a little more um, uh, blind tasting. So there's a lot of great uh, competitions locally. Um, there's some big ones that are around the world, such as the Los Angeles International Wine Spirit Convention uh, Competition, the New York International 
uh, wine competition. And I think one of the other big ones is the Decanter Worldwide uh, Wine Award. So I think um, this is a great area because it, it's a different type of rating. Um, you're not be able to know who it is. You can't get uh, you can't get so much feel from just looking at the label. Say, hey, I have had that before. Uh, completely blind. Um, and um, it's a good way to also look at another way of choosing a wine. Yeah, and it's a group of judges too, as opposed to one person or a small team, right? So yep. if uh, you know, you're, and now I've heard there's different things. In some cases, the judges will be allowed to debate. Like, you know, if we're both judges, I can say, hey, no, you really should score it this way. And you say, no, you know, and so we can debate back and forth. There's others where the judges don't talk right. and they just judge. Um, but again, it, it, it is a little bit more wide ranging. Um, and I think like you were mentioning there too, there's, there's several well-known, more larger national, international competitions, Correct. which you mentioned. But there's, you know, so many small ones, too. And that's why everybody can have an award to some degree. Because Exactly. But they, they do have to enter. They have to pay to participate in most cases. They're paying to enter their wine into the competition. Um, and then, like I said, th but in that case, now you're up against a whole bunch of judges. And that can give you, uh, I think, maybe a little, be at least a little bit more fair um, judgment of the wine, right? Because it's not just one person or a small group saying it is or it isn't good. Agreed. Uh, and um, again, there's some other smaller ones around too that are very well known. The Stephens Chronicle has a big one that's a good following. And the California State Fair has another great following as well. Mm -hmm. But uh, again, I like that it's a group. I like that it's blind. I like that you're not rated on points, but more of a uh, good, better, best type of approach. Yeah, yeah. Um, now that said too, though, and again, this is where some of the critique um, comes in. Like I found that um, one year for the Decanter World Wine Awards, which is probably looked at as the number one yep. international wine scoring or competition wine award, not scores, we're at an awards now. Um, so there was uh, 12,252 wines Incredible. from 44 countries tasted, right? So that's a lot of wine, but... 8,327 medals were given out. Yeah. So, I mean, that's almost, what, three out of, three out of four? Yeah. If my math is Roughly good. around there, yeah. Or two out of three? Something like that. Something like that. Yeah. So, anyway, that's, you know, if everybody kind of, this part of the question then becomes, right, you enter your wine, you pay, you're probably going to get in a medal or an award um, just for being there. Right, right. <laughs> in many cases. And then you can use that to um, advertise and, again, market and get good PR. That kind of goes back to um, the five-star rating, right? So if you get no medal at all, you get a, a one, maybe. If you get a bronze or silver or gold or double gold, there's your five stars. Yeah. Oh, that's true, huh? I didn't even think about that. And so you mentioned them, the different medals you can get. Um, so there's bronze, silver, gold, and double gold. Again, I mean, from what I've seen... Um, a bronze, I mean, you know, now again, there's a lot of medals given out, but I mean, would you be unhappy if you got a bronze medal at the Olympics? Not at all. <laughs> right? Not at all. <laughs> I would be stoked. Exactly. So, I mean, if you kind of think about it, I mean, again, you don't hear about bronze or even silver, sometimes silver medals, um, but you really, they really only push the golds. But right. if you knew that, that, that a wine got a silver or bronze medal at, in, in a legitimate competition, yeah. it's still probably worth giving it a go um but that's it and then you got gold but um i kind of what's a double gold 
I wondered what that was. Right. Yeah. I mean, at double gold, again, is basically the top of the top, right? Well, it's the top of the top, and that means, uh, oh, every single judge awarded it gold. I did not know that. Yeah. So that's what makes it double gold. So, Very cool. So if you really care, and, and you want to be a little, I don't know, quote unquote, snooty yeah. <laughs> about your... Uh, about it, the double gold sounds like maybe the way to go because that means every single judge that tasted it gave it a gold. That's cool. Um, so, so you're kind of you know that that's pretty uh, pretty nice. And then a lot of times they'll have a best in class, and I think again that's something that you can gravitate towards um, if you're you're caring about those because again you got the decanter world wine awards. They give out eight thousand three hundred twenty seven <laughs> awards, but there's only one best in class for right say, California Cabernets or, or however they break down the categories. There's a ton of categories in those as well. Yes. A ton of categories. Yeah. But you're still now the best in yep. that category. So, exactly. um, you know, again, uh, not a bad thing and, and, uh, uh, and, and worth uh, taking a look at. So, I don't know. Do you have, let's see, what else? Do you have anything else on, on competitions, awards, medals? Uh, the, the one thing I had... Um, about the uh, best in class. Um, so basically have a high, low ranking, uh, and that was known as a, uh, I'm gonna screw up like you did, but the <laughs> ordinary award ranking. Um, so there's a, a process for that. Uh, and, and I think a lot of wine competitions are starting to award some of those mm-hmm. best in class, just because again, it's that upper echelon, uh, well-recognized. Again, if somebody gets best in class, I can only imagine how that helps sell that wine. Definitely. Definitely. Okay. Well, to wrap, I think some of this just up as a whole. Um, oh, uh, the, well, I'm sorry. One other thing I did want to mention is um, if you're a little turned off to awards and or points um, and or you're not finding your your um, soulmate when it comes to who's assigning points and awards, right? Yeah. Um, they do have some crowdsourced. Um, there's Seller Tracker, which is one. So that's just... People can go on there and rate the wines themselves. I think there's another one you mentioned. Vinvino is another one that I'm familiar with. And again, I think that brings about another conversation, though, is yes, you have these critics who are completely into wine their entire life, right? But at the same time, though, what are your peers saying about it? I think that's another important piece of it as well is I'm an average drinker, and I, if an average drinker, I think this is really good wine, check it out. Yeah. Well, and I think that's that's almost even more important, right? Because we're not experts, right? <laughs> um, nope. And and there's many things that the experts will appreciate. And I can say, in as I've come to appreciate wine more and drink more wine, I'm learning a lot more of those nuances. But I'm still far off. So if I just want to find a good wine that other people like, yep. <laughs> that's a great place to go and find that, right? I would agree. Yeah. Um, I, and I think generally they're they're a good. Um, guideline, you know, when, when they're used right, awards, points, right? If you, again, do your research, find out who you like, they can be a great guideline. Or again, if you're just sending at a shelf of 500 bajillion um, <laughs> wines, you know, going with something that's metaled or pointed is, you know, going to may give you a better chance of success. Yeah. Um, but again, a pretty label may also get you a really good chance of success. It's nothing worse than getting home and buying a bottle of wine just because you thought that it was a good wine and you never had a chance to taste it. And you go back home and you're like, ugh, this is just okay wine. Yeah. Um, and you don't get that chance to taste it a lot of times. So um, this is a great way to kind of get you guided in the right direction. Definitely. Agreed. Agreed. 
And if your favorite wine, though, doesn't have points or awards, don't question its quality. It may never have entered. They may never have tried. Um, they might have gotten a bad score. Yep. But you know what? If you like it, <laughs> what's wrong with that, right? I mean, it's true. You know, you're supposed to, as we say here all the time, you drink what you like. And don't forget, uh, even uh, Charles Shaw, Two Buck Chuck has won Wine Awards as well. So That's right. That's right. Definitely. Um, and, and we'll kind of, uh, kind of close with this is one of the experts said um, when they were asked about this, they would ask the, the person asking them and they'd say they'd be like, well, is this a good wine? And his response was always, well, do you like the wine? And if the answer was yes, then it's a good wine. <laughs> right. There you go. I mean, it's, it's really that simple. So, um, I don't know, do you have anything? I think the last thing I would say is, uh, again, use these competitions and points to your discretion and think of it as more of like a Yelp type of thing. Again, yeah. there's um, good, there's bad. Um, Yelp has some good parts to it, some bad parts. But uh, think about what you like. Think about what system you think is most appropriate to you and um, find one that matches your style. I like it. I like it. All right. Well, so for a summary of everything we talked about, uh, if you got any ideas for future topics, you want to, um, you know, tell us uh, what we got wrong, what we got right, <laughs> anything in between, uh, you can check out our website at theunsophisticatedpalette.com. Uh, and as always, if you like spending time, definitely please subscribe. That helps people find us. Uh, go on and rate us if you can. Give us all the good stars because, uh, again, that helps other people find our podcasts and shares the fun. Uh, just like uh, the wine needs the stars, we need the stars, exactly. right? Exactly. <laughs> and uh, till next time, drink responsibly. Cheers, Mark. Cheers. Cheers.